scripture reading for the day is in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 19 through 25, reading out of the New Living Translation. We invite you to stand for the reading of God's Word. This is the lectionary reading in the letters this morning, or as we like to call them, the epistles. For God is pleased when, conscious of His will, you patiently endure unjust treatment. Of course, you get no credit for being patient if you are beaten for doing wrong. Hmm. I was having a flashback there to when I was growing up. But if you suffer for doing good and endure it patiently, God is pleased with you. For God called you to do good even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example, and you must follow in His steps. And in what appropriately is a song from back then, though we don't know the tune, He never sinned nor ever deceived anyone. He did not retaliate when He was insulted, nor threaten revenge when He suffered. He left His case in the hands of God, who always judges Fairly, He personally carried our sins in His body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By His wounds you are healed. Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our Rock, our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. It is interesting when we celebrate a transition in life right after Easter. Because this is... For many of these that are here, we saw six of them, and maybe there's something going on in your life that would also qualify. This is a day of new beginnings. For some of you, the future is branching out, and you have choices and decisions to make. And each one will cut off others, but each one will lead to new possibilities. This is indeed a day of new beginnings and endless possibilities, and that falls very well within the shadow of Easter, but this is also, you have to remember, Easter is in the shadow of the cross. So we go to our lectionary readings and here are statements of Christ suffered unjustly. And the harsh reality is, so will you. If you're doing what's right, it will That's a bit of a bummer, isn't it? I mean, I wish life were like this. I wish life were, if I figured everything out, and I have a pretty good shot of knowing where to look, if I figured it all out and I did everything exactly right, then I would never have any problems. But I tell you, the most interesting times in life come whenever you know what you need to do to avoid the problem, but you would have a hard time looking at yourself in the mirror after you did it. Because there is a choice to be made often between what is right and what is easy. 
And it is because simply, we all know this, turn on the news, the world is broken. And life sometimes isn't fair. The Bible can put this another way. Life often isn't just. Life often isn't righteous. And by the way, in both the Greek and the Hebrew, I believe that same word is used for both. What's interesting when you think about it more is we really complain when life's unfairness is against us, but sometimes life's unfairness is in our favor. We don't complain about that too much, do we? Oh man, I just got to the head of the line. Eat my dust, people. I mean, that's, that's, that's us. That's human. Yesterday, we were at a grocery store. Remember this, Lori? And y'all know my voice carries, right? So does my wife. Believe me. We were standing there and there were about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, maybe nine, ten. Different groups of people trying to make it through one checkout aisle and... I didn't mean to say it too loud, but I probably did. I was like, man, they need another person out here. Way down there, the lady said, oh, we're, we're calling another one. Why don't y'all go ahead and make? So we were nice and Christian, though. We said, oh, you're ahead. Y'all go ahead, you know, and we all divided like the Red Sea parted. Guess what? Ten minutes later, we were still waiting for that lady to get out of the back. Everybody had gone through the line. And that lady was like, just be patient. We've been patient. Would have been better to stay with you. Uh, I mean, we went from, oh, we are highly favored to we are at the end of it all, aren't we? Life can be like that. See, what's interesting, though, you read in the Scripture and you turn to the New Testament and you read all of this about the kingdom of God and it has so much to do with salvation and sanctification and all these really good words, but it also has to do with the fact that we, as Christians, are called to be fair and just and holy and loving. In other words, we know the world's broken. We're called to be fixing that part of it that we are in as we prepare for that day when we are brought into the fullness of God's love and mercy in heaven. And one day when heaven and earth in this eternal kingdom of the future will be joined, which we can barely even begin to imagine no matter how many times we read Revelation. You are called to be fair, holy, just, and loving to all people, to those you like, to those you don't like. You know, you're even called to be fair and just and holy and loving to yourself. And the problem with that is this, seeing yourself clearly is one of the hardest things you'll ever do. And most often we wind up doing one of these two things, sometimes both. And it's hard to pull off, but we can do it. We can be too forgiving for ourselves and make excuses for ourselves, or we can be too hard on ourselves and beat ourselves up. 
You've got to learn. I believe the Bible itself says each one should not think more than they are. Each one should have this clear-eyed view of who they are. One Christian thinker once said, heaven will be that place where the genius of an artist can paint a beautiful portrait and then look at it and appreciate it no different than the portrait another person has painted. You are called, we are called, to look beyond the what is to the what could be. We are called to a life of unrelenting hope as well as faith, as well as love. And love gives all of that meaning. So those of you who are transitioning, those of you who are going, man, I thought graduation was long. You've got a big deal ahead of you. You are called into a place to be the presence of Christ. And you've got to figure out what that means for you. And for how he's going to bless others through you. Some things to remember and put this under the heading of advice, practical advice, not just from me, but from others. Let's start with words from ministers. For those of you continuing your education, education which stops with efficiency may prove the greatest menace to society. We must remember that intelligence is not enough. Intelligence plus character, that is the goal. That was by a a certain minister by the name of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. How about the Reverend A.C. Dixon, who was around about 100 years ago, You'll get the gist of this quick. When we rely on organization, we get what organization can do. Education on what education can do. Eloquence will get what eloquence, etc. But when you rely upon prayer, that's when you get what God can do. If nothing else, I would like to direct you to read the entire book of Proverbs. You can take it in little bite-side chunks. Uh, The book of Proverbs is like the chicken McNuggets of the Bible, okay? You can eat it in little bits because that's how it's organized. But there's a few things i just like to share with you. I found some of these on the Internet, some I uh, made myself. But if you want the list, they're on the outline. Just some things to consider for our graduates and all of the rest of us. Surround yourself with people who make it easier for you to love God and others. Christians were never meant to be isolated. At the same time, don't just live in the Christian bubble. Jesus ate with everybody. Dreaming big dreams is one thing, but waking up, getting out of bed, and doing the hard work is what makes them a reality. Oh, I wish it were otherwise some days. Think, get my toe stepped on this one, Keith. Think before you speak, or before you post, or before you email, or before you text, or you get the idea, right? Make 
choices you can live with because you're going to have to look at yourself in the mirror every day. Unless you decide not to do any personal grooming, but that's probably a choice you can't live with. Never stop pursuing the truth, but don't confuse truth with opinion. By the way, if you hear somebody saying, I have my truth and you have yours, that's an example of confusing truth with opinion. Truth includes or can include facts, but facts can only imply truth. Don't let implications overwhelm your faith. You can't be a real disciple of Jesus just one day a week. It takes all seven. Amen? Jesus isn't just your ticket to heaven or to the good life or to any of your goals to get them accomplished. Trying to use God for your own ends never ends well. Don't take yourself too seriously. Take God very seriously. Hmm. Don't settle for just ordinary when with a little bit more effort, extraordinary might be right around the corner. Love people. All people. Even those that really need a bath. Never too late to stop procrastinating, but quit putting it off. Humility includes knowing your strengths without arrogance and knowing your weakness without despair. Face, <clears throat> listen up. Facebook is not the place to handle interpersonal conflicts or to meet eligible singles in your area. Don't even get me started on Tinder. Just stay away from that. Some hills are not worth dying on, but then again, some are. Knowing the difference is crucial. Please, please, don't fill out all of those credit card applications you're going to receive in the mail. Just because our Congress cannot live within its means doesn't make it the right or wise thing to do. Those of you moving off, Children who truly love their parents, call them at least once a week and text them more often. But not while they're driving. Never forget who you are. Don't forget whose you are either. That can be easy to do, especially if you're gathering a lot of fame. First impressions really do matter. I'll spare you the overused quote. Live out Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Spend enough time dwelling on the good memories that they stick. Bad memories tend to stick without much effort. Spend enough time making good memories so that you have a lot of them to dwell upon. Be flexible enough to change your course when it's warranted, but determined enough to stay the course when needed. I'd like to leave you with the full version of the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept things I cannot change, 
courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as he did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever and ever in the next. In Jesus' name, amen.